0: Bald and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Papp.
1: And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Cathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Australia. And with us, as always, in yesterday is Daisy Pat from the Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hello, my dear friend, Kathy. Hello to the world. I'm so glad to
0: be here and I'm sitting on pins and needles. What is going to be thrown at me? And then it's like a boomerang. It's just going back to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today's topic is a great one to boomerang, Daisy, because I think it should be boomeranged. We're going to talk about compassion. Oh, compassion. I wonder what made you choose compassion? As a topic? Well, because we've been talking about the island model and how to build bridges with each other. And I think that compassion is an essential component of bridge building. Okay, I agree
0: with you actually. But sometimes I'd like to know so, how do you come up with topics in order to somehow build up momentum? Because this is when I look back to episode one, Who Are You? then I believe that includes so much. And as if we were building up everything so consciously, I mean, you did because you're choosing the topics. It is just phenomenal that now we're around episode 80, I believe. And it is just astonishing that there's still momentum going on. What is your definition of compassion?
1: Oh, I was episode 79. So you were close, Daisy. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Compassion to me means understanding the other person's point of view and feeling, trying to understand how they feel in that point of view. So compassion very much conveys feelings to me and an understanding of those feelings. Which then I think leads to a deeper insight into why somebody may act the way they do or respond the way they do. And we even mentioned it last week putting yourselves in their shoes to see from their point of view, which can be tough because they have their own set of filters that we don't have. We all have our own filters from our own experience. And so putting yourself in other people's shoes may not always be that easy, Mm. but I do feel that compassion kind of is that seeing the other point of view, understanding the feelings that are there around it, and then empathizing with it Mm. in that you can now see that point of view as opposed to your own point of view, how they may be different and give you a greater understanding of how to reach a middle ground.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I very much like your definition. And I just in the meantime, pulled up the Merriam-Webster dictionary to see what the full definition of compassion is. And here it reads, sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So now how can we do that? Because I believe in order... To create space, to live by specific standards or values, and compassion is a value to me. I believe the first step is defining it and then looking for examples where it's present and where there's a lack of, and then noticing where can I practice it more and how can I inspire others, not force them, inspire others by me leading and living by example me leading and living by being a compassionate human being. Because I have much compassion with those who numb themselves because it's their coping skill in everyday life, who, let's say, escape towards the television for the daily brain shower dose or who go shopping and then afterwards they feel sorry for themselves that they overspent their budget. I have much compassion. And in the meantime... As you said, putting myself in their shoes, the lack of judgment becomes the new standard. Because when we judge less, we make space for more compassion. The moment I judge, I think it's like closing the faucet and the water stops flowing out. Compassion's gone. I believe the two are very much co-related in a way.
1: Yeah, I can see that point of view. I have to disagree with the dictionary on one point, though, because it says alleviate others' pain and I don't believe that's our job. I believe that as we talked about in our shoebox episode, that we all each have our own stuff in our own shoebox and it's not up to anybody else to fix that for us. Although I will add that perhaps even just having compassion and an understanding might be enough to alleviate.
0: I agree with you.
1: I agree with you with your disagreement as
0: well, because I agree that, yes, it's not our job to fix it for others. But let's say you and I were walking down the street and we see a cyclist falling off the bicycle and hurting himself or herself. Not only will we show compassion, oh, I'm so sorry, this is hurting, but we would also probably most likely try to help the best way we can.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Now, when we see somebody grieving, it's not a physical pain, which can be a physical pain, but most likely is more an internal pain. Then we can still maybe wrap our arms around them, hold their hand, show compassion, or just be present. So that already gives some sort of relief. I believe it somewhat goes hand in hand. That doesn't mean I'm fixing your mess up. And your continuous messing up of your life. But I have compassion with you messing up your life. Let's say that's what you would do. You Let's say you have a pattern to always go back to your abusive spouse or you have a pattern to always go back to the drug dealer, which is a different story. But there are solutions out there for that as well. So very effective and modern solutions, not like 100 years ago. And there are very great mind opportunities out there just on a side note. When I am lacking compassion, then I'm not expressing the full potential of me being a human being. When we look at little children, how they are compassionate with one another, they're much more compassionate naturally before someone taught them. Many experiments out there, cute, gentle experiments that they did with babies. They even did it with six-month-old babies. And it was on a screen where it showed something very abstract And those babies already had it in them to be compassionate and help those who were helping someone else on that abstract screen. So it's very interesting that it is part of the human species that for some reason is almost endangered. And I think it is a very important time at this time of humanity to switch on the spotlight and turn it towards compassion. So it becomes an everyday value again. Let's say you believed something and you fell for a scam. And let's say you continued falling for the scam for a while. And let's say some people made you aware of, look, I don't believe that. I think it's maybe a good idea to research. Maybe they call you again to do it again or reinvest or buy it again, but it's not working for you or do it again in some sort of shape and form. I wonder if we can then acknowledge that for the cheated or betrayed human, it must be challenging to admit that they were cheated and betrayed. Now, when I have compassion, knowing that it's not an easy task to admit that, yes, I fell for it, then I will not judge those who fell for it, but I will be purely compassionate. I can say, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I'm so sorry that you fell for it again. Now, only when we can show compassion, we're respectfully behaving in ways that allows others to keep their dignity. Some slang version would be keeping their face.
1: Yes, I can see that compassion creates a safe space where someone is then more likely to be honest and more likely to admit those things that might embarrass them or might be hurtful. You certainly do feel things about yourself when you trust the wrong people and then perhaps get betrayed. That kind of hits inward. You're like, did I deserve that? Could I have avoided it? Why did I believe them? I got sucked in, all these things. The pressure was too tremendous. Yeah, huge. That's such a huge one, the pressure out in society. And I think that it's easy to then really condemn yourself and even really doubt your ability to make your own best decisions. Mm. I think that when you have somebody else in your life that has that compassion for you, One, you have a safe place to admit to yourself and others that what might be wrong, but it's also a safe space to explore other solutions, other answers, other, is there a better way, find out more information, use your curiosity. When you're supported with compassion, I think all of those things are easier. And so I think compassion does really create the safe space. And I think that we all yearn for a safe space. Mm -hmm. I agree with you.
0: As I like to refer that everything starts from within, I must establish that safe place within me, that safe space within me. We are humans. We make sometimes smartly stupid decisions. We oftentimes have a challenge admitting ourselves to it. I know a human being who still exposes as if he was so certain that, yes, this was the best decision, although I know that he knows it was not the best decision. But outwardly, he's still standing for it because he feels that he would lose his face if he'd admit Now, let's face it, when I made a decision that was not so opportune for me, was not supporting a positive outcome for me or others, until I face it, acknowledge it and recognize it first and then acknowledge it, there is no space for safe space because then I'm living in an illusion. I'm covering it up even more. Some humans in positions, in official positions. Or some people who are oftentimes on audio or video recordings, let's say on the news. And let's say they state A and they stated A so loudly. How likely is it that they will ever admit that, well, I'd like to dance back a little bit because actually A is not it. But I just now came to the conclusion and I'm adjusting and readjusting. Actually, it is G. G. How often have you seen it throughout history? I'm not a history expert, but the little I know, I know not many officials who easily admit when they held on to something that then later on turned out to be not so opportune in the long term. So now, do I have compassion? Yes. I can have compassion for those who are afraid losing their faith. Faith. That was a misspoken truth. (laughs) Doesn't it make it easier for us to see when someone realizes and then acknowledges that maybe what they did was not the real deal, the right thing to do? Doesn't it help us to grow compassion for them?
1: I think if somebody is brave enough to admit when they're wrong, it is easier to have compassion for them. Yes.
0: So now, therefore, let's turn it inwardly. When I realized, okay, I thought that my mic was broken just before we started recording until I realized that there was another mishap happening that I wasn't aware of. So it's functioning now. But I can have compassion with me because I overlooked
1: it. Big deal. I overlooked that one little thing. Yes. All right. So let's talk about self, because this is an important point. I think that there are a lot of people out there that are very hard on themselves, they're very self-critical, they have very negative self-talk, and they may not even realize how much they are doing it. And so this is a great place for a self-inventory.
0: Yes, and there's a very easy solution to it. Humbly, I'm saying that humbly based on my practice, one-on-one and in workshops and seminars. Oftentimes, we are hard on ourselves. I see it. Oftentimes, I see that how people use self-talk internally, intra-communication. They would never, ever dare to speak it out loud because they would not want others to know how they talk to themselves. What I do with my clients is I invite them to experience something new. And as they sit there in front of the screen or in a workshop there on a stool, on a chair, on a bench, on a couch... I ask them to close their eyes and imagine as if you had an identical twin. And let's say to your identical twin, just happened what happened to you. And I wonder what you would tell them. And then usually they're much gentler and compassionate, empathetic, caring, sometimes even loving. And many times I see it, men, women alike, they have tears running down their cheeks. The ocean is breaking through their eyes. Because maybe for the first time, they see that their identical twin, which is complete imagination, only visualized, hmm, receives what they always needed, but they never dared to verbalize what they really needed. And now they're giving it to themselves. So it's a double practice because at the same time, they're giving it to someone, but that someone is themselves in reality. So they're giving and receiving at the same time. It's a beautiful, beautiful observation that I'm very grateful that they share with me, that they trust me so much that we can walk through that together. So that's a shortcut.
1: Yes, I think that exercise really can show somebody how they are treating themselves. I think it can be a real eye-opener because some of us perhaps grew up in an environment where talking to yourself negatively was just the habit. And when habits exist over long periods of time, you often don't have the self-awareness that habit is even there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this exercise that you've described with the twin is brilliant, not only for the giving and receiving of compassion you're speaking about, but before that, the recognition of how you are really treating yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's quite an epiphany for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because they are in that habit and don't have the realization that they're doing it. I actually know from my own life and people who've been in it for a very long time. And I remember pointing out how self-critical they were. And they really had a hard time seeing it at first until they started kind of noting down their self-talk and then they had this realisation of how they were talking to themselves. And that then became a starting point for them to change that inner world. Yeah, beautiful.
0: Now, the way how we grew up, the environment we grew up in, taught us the words that became familiar to us and that became a habit of using them. So therefore, if we would just stop time in a good way, let's say we hold the clocks for one minute, 60 seconds, I believe five seconds would be enough. And it's a moment of a very positive restart, meaning... Every single one of us takes an inventory. Let's say time stands still for a second around the globe. And every single one of us is affected by it. And that's the moment of the new beginning. It's a reset in the most positive, astonishing way possible. And we start acknowledging that every word we think and every word we speak has an impact on others. And therefore, we reset and restart our vocabulary. To a kinder one. Imagine within the next 24 hours, life on earth already will be very different. Can you see that?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Let's stop time for one second. Internally, take full responsibility and realize real eyes. I see it with real eyes or I see real with my eyes what really matters. Spoken words and unspoken words are very powerful. Words can be very empowering and very demolishing. And we can choose if we want to empower or demolish. And when we each and every single one of us, human family united, will choose the empowering path, imagine how life is on earth for all of us.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that compassion is a key to changing our societies and our interactions within those societies, promotes human connection and understanding and builds those bridges that we've been talking about since we introduced you to the Island Model. I think today's been a really great discussion about compassion and thank you for your insights, Daisy, as always. We hope that this conversation has given you some enlightenment, some understanding, and perhaps even a place for that self-inventory and self-awareness where we do stop the clock and go, okay, let's change the way we think and how we act towards each other and see if our lives are improved, I can pretty much predict that they will be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, the
0: moment we decrease judgment, compassion can grow. It's like preparing the soil before I plant what I want to harvest. Yes. So it's a preparation.
1: So we'll leave you with that thought, guys. The less judgment, the more compassion. I think it's a really great place to end the conversation. Thank you, as always, for your time, for sharing our podcast with your friends and families and spreading the love because we do want to embrace the globe. If you know someone in a country we are not yet in, please do share our podcast to them. And as always, go to baldandblonde.live. We have full transcripts in the website. We have the bookstore where you can get Daisy's books. That's it for us today. Daisy, any final thoughts on compassion for our audience? I'm planting the seed
0: of compassion every single day, wherever I go, by me being compassionate as much as I can, as often as I can. When I'm able to inspire you, dear listeners, to be compassionate more with yourself and therefore bring it into this world and inspire others. We are many. We are so many. You're not alone. I'm not alone. We're a very, very, very big group holding hands in our walk towards compassion and planting compassion wherever we go. And I appreciate your compassion you show to my visions. I appreciate it.
1: You're so welcome, Daisy. So there you go, guys. If you want change, be the change. That's it from us today. We'll see you next week with another awesome conversation from Bold and Blonde.
0: Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group, where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website, where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.